sunrise on Saturday. I'm headed down to the lake with my buddy and me. Down the road, hooked up the massive truck. I'm running high on luck, ain't it coming down? Down the back of the boat, down the ramp again. Do everything we can to come back in with a windsack. That's a lot of a fisherman you wouldn't understand. You can't feel on dry land. You gotta get your arms way up in a gap. And set the hook on the wrong mouth pass. And then you'll understand. You gotta get your hands on a shamari. And a jeans on the trying to bet you like what you feel. Save on a day. bit of Tyler Waller my world there to bring us on in here tonight for the way in let's kick this thing off the right way guys y'all ready let's do it what's going on Facebook live Woo! what up everybody welcome to the way in I'm your host Scott Butcher we are proudly presented to you guys by Fish USA this year marks year 20 that uh, that Fish USA has been in the industry, been in the game, shaking things up, and uh, they're ce celebrating their 20th anniversary uh, hot and heavy. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, FishUSA.com is America's tackle shop. Um, definitely invite you guys to go in and check them out. Uh, love what they do. They they're they're big big supporters in the kayak fishing community. Uh, they do a whole bunch up north as well. They're not just straight kayak fishing. Uh, they they touch all echelons of uh, of the sport and of the community. And not just bass fishing. So make sure you guys are checking them out. Uh, as always, if you guys are over there, you can use a promo code Tackle Your Dreams. Uh, shout out, what up, right? Little promo code Tackle Your Dreams, and uh, and save some cash over there. We've got a uh, a different kind of a show tonight. We don't have a tournament champion tonight from this weekend. We're just getting into the season and getting rolling. And so I've got a uh, I've got a round table here. Um, to uh, to see if 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 we can we can kind of touch base on uh, on what I'm thinking are some pretty hot topics. If you guys are just tuning in, um, uh, let me kick this. Let me get this out real quick. Log out and log in. Don't. That's not if you're just tuning in. Don't do that. I'm sending that over to uh, one of the guests trying to get them in and get them on. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in, uh, what I want you guys to do is you know you know the routine here. Once you go in and smash that share button. That helps everybody, uh, you know, that's not watching in. Let everybody know that that's what's going on, that we're here live tonight. And then I also want you guys to go in in the comment section, go ahead and drop in and let us know where you're watching from. Uh, now, we are going to engage in some comments tonight and having some conversation with you guys. So uh, these are these are these are topics that I think are important and things that that are interesting to see what's going on in the community. And so um, I want you guys to weigh in on it. That's what the show is about. This is this is episode forty five of the weigh-in and we want you guys to weigh in on these hot topics um and we've got a uh, uh a prethla of knowledge going to be sitting at the table tonight um with a couple of these guys that are uh, that are here um one of which is uh is bass series uh elite 
Pro. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Harvey Horn. Uh, Harvey is, uh, is, is in his, is in his, is kicking into his sophomore season, um, uh, on, on the Bassmaster trail, um, on the BPS circuit. And, uh, it, um, it's going to be very interesting to see kind of some of his perspective. This is a guy who, um, who has been doing this a long, long time. And so we're trying to get him on now to see if we can get, uh, see if we can get him in and rolling. We've also got on, uh, the, uh, the always uh, what's the how do I even describe Ken Wood? That's interesting. Uh, Ken's one of those guys that has a giant heart, right? You guys, if you guys ever been around Ken, like Ken's a man. Like Ken's, I mean, Ken's a big dude, but that big old heart inside, like he wears that on the sleeve sometimes, a lot of times. And so, as soon as I realized that we were going to do this conversation, that we were going to that we were going to do this type of story. In this type of conversation, I immediately wanted to get Ken in because he just he um, he's passionate about it and he doesn't really apologize for that. And I love that about Ken. Uh, I, it's actually kind of a kind of something. It's, there's kind of a soul uh, connection between Ken and I in that understanding and, and in and in that. So that um, that that's that's definitely something that uh, that I'm excited about. And then Mr. Shea Baker. Uh, holy crap. Uh, Shay is one of those guys that, uh, I, 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 I venture to say from one man to another, I'm in love with Shay Baker. This dude does all kinds of, uh, of stuff in the industry. He he's, he's been in and out of, of literally every type of, of, of program and every type of, of part in this community. Um, he, he, uh, he, he spent, uh, he spent years at Auburn fit with their fishing team down there. Um, he, he fished on 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 most of the trail circuits. He's covered most of the trail circuits. Uh, circuits. He's a he's a phenomenal rider and just has really good knowledge of the sport. And so, without further ado, guys, let's see if we can get on Shay and Ken and uh, and I, Harvey. Man, I'm gonna let you see if you can tune in and see if you can kick in one more time and see if we can get you up and rolling. Um, but uh, but until then, we will get rolling with these guys here. What's up, Hammers? What's going on, guys? Shay Baker down here in the in the left corner here, and Mr. Kenwood over here in the right corner. Shay, what's up, buddy? Hello, hi. How are you guys? How's it going? Doing good, man. What's up with you, buddy? Ah, uh, just you know, living La Vida Loca. You got my cue my music. You said you was gonna play it. <laughs> You're right. We cue your music. We're gonna, actually that's the topic I want to talk about, Mr. Kenwood. What's up, my brother? What's going on? How are you, man? I'm all right. All right. Just got off work. I got you. I got you. You getting uh you got that you got that second place check back there from the 10. Yeah, just stuck that up there so I look cool. I like it, man. It looks good. It looks good, dude. There was there wasn't a check up there the last time we had you on no, the show. No, no. So uh, how how's how's it's it's what two weeks now since the 10? Yeah. Right yeah. at that two week mark, week and a half. So I mean, uh, you know, how how you feeling, man? I'm good. Everybody's forgotten already, so <laughs> well, you know what they say. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing coals on you here, but I mean, how many, how many second place finishes, Shay? Do you remember in the sport? I mean, the money. You know, I, I take five thousand dollars. I don't mind. You know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Man, I'll take second every day. Second pays the bills, man. You know what I mean? No, I. Right. Second pays the bills. You're absolutely right. Well, Ken, Ken, uh, Ken went down to uh, down to Kissimmee Chain. And, uh, and, and, and the most, you know, what I, in my opinion, the most prestigious event in kayak fishing. And, uh, this was his second year in a row qualifying for this event. 
And uh, I tell you what, Ken, I, you know, I'm a fan of you, bro, but, but you, I, I know, I hope that you did not come home in any way le, le, or le, any way disappointed because dude, you, you utterly proved yourself um, in, in, a, in, a, in a world, in a, in a manner that you didn't even really have to, right. but, but I, I think that you felt like you needed to, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we, we've discussed it before. Yeah. Go a, after last year's performance. Uh, I definitely wanted to do a, a, at least a little bit better. <laughs> well, in. I think you, I think you did that. I think you, you, you climbed all the way up and, and really on day one, uh, you know, you were, you were ahead by a quarter of an inch mm-hmm. and then on, and then on day two, you know, Russ is just, Russ is just a hammer and found and, and got the right spot with the right sizes he, and was able to bring it home. He went. He went to the. See, he, he was fishing the same lake. We were fishing the same lake. I don't know if you knew. Well, you knew that. Yeah, uh, I knew that. I don't know if everybody else knew that, but we were fishing the same lake. But he went. We were fishing actually the same lake, uh, the same stuff, the same pattern. Um, my mistake was I didn't go right to the spot first. Um, he went right to the, the his, his spot on his end of the lake. He went to it first, and he like had like ninety plus inches in the first hour. So I think that was part of my mistake. I got you. But, you know, now, no regrets. Shay, yeah. uh, before we get before we get into hot topics here too much, man, you you've been around the fishing industry for a long long time, but you just recently kind of got into kayak fishing and and not really even on a tournament level, but I mean, you know the ins and outs of tournaments, but I mean, kayak fishing, what was your thoughts on it 6 months ago versus now? Well, see, I pretty much have uh, ADD, ADHD, whatever it is. More than likely, I don't know. My, my mom wouldn't medicate me when I was a kid. She just made me go outside and run laps around the house. I thought I was smarter than she was. I'd go out there and run by the window, crawl under it, run back by it, crawl under it. And I was like, all right, I got my 10 laps in. And she's like, no, you know, run 10 more. And I was like 16 one day talking to her and bragging about how I was smarter. And she's like, I had you out of the house. I didn't care. So my point with all that is with ADD and ADHD. Uh, I don't know. Fishing, I get burnt out on everything in life. I, that's why I do a lot of different stuff. Uh, even in the covering, you know, I, I try to soak up as much as I could, shoot pictures, shoot video, edit, write, whatever. So for me, being able to, I just got into hunting too this year. So it's the same kind of stuff. You know, I like to grab a hold of something that I've never done before and then go crazy and just really enjoy it. And then I'll put it down for a while and then pick up something else. So for me, kayak fishing, it was a breath of fresh air. Uh, as much as I've been around bass fishing, it was different. And you hook a 14 inch fish and it turns your boat around and splashes water on you. And it's, it's more like, you know, in a bass boat, I flip that fish and boat, throw it out the back, never think twice about it. Don't appreciate it, you know. So it, it was cool to see like how much different fishing can be, you know, when you take a lot of the other stuff away, which I know, you know, kayaks now, especially in the tournament scene, you got every toy and trick you know that you can do in a bass boat but you're still lower to the water you're still more in a unstable you know it's just just, you still lose a lot of that advantage you have on the fish so i don't know it's something that i could see myself diving way too deep into and i really don't want to do that i I would honestly like to just keep it as a nice little novel thing where i can keep a boat and the truck anywhere i go throw it in the water and fish or you know camp and and drag it around um it's definitely a lot harder than fishing from a bass boat. You know, we have there was a boat. I mean, I saw a used Vexus or used uh, what's that new Camus? Came 
Amos. Yeah, yeah. It was like eighty-two thousand. I don't even know if it was used or somebody was selling them individually. So I get them in a used Camus. I think there's only like twenty in existence right now, right? I mean, it could be a guy bought it and ain't been able to pay. Yeah, it for that's it. true. So I don't know. It's uh, but it was like eighty-two thousand on Facebook, and I don't know. Like, there's people with hundred thousand dollar bass boats now, and Panoptics. I've got it. It should be legal. So I don't know. Like, it's this stuff is. That's a conversation we're going to get into. I'm glad that you've already taken a stance there. Uh, another reason why why I love what you do, Shay. I tell you what, while we're waiting on while we're waiting on Harvey too, Shay, for because I'm such a fan of yours, Shay, and and I want I don't mean to throw you on the spot, but you're good on the spot, bro. You're good under pressure uh, for, because you haven't really been submerged in the kayak community. Uh, give give me the short version of your resume, bro, and and why you know why you why why you have such knowledge the way that you do. What what's what's you get what I'm saying, right? Long story short, I've been fishing since before I was born in my mama's belly and my dad's boat. And uh, from that point forward, I fished in college. We didn't have high school fishing yet and partnered with Jordan Lee, two-time classic champ at Auburn and uh, fished with him for a year there. Um, went from that into working in the industry, writing articles, shooting pictures, anything and everything you could do. Uh, and then also at the same time, I was kind of fishing the mid-level stuff, the opens and the uh, ever starts at the time. The coast is now the Toyota series. Now was the coast. I don't know. It's the mid-level of the FLW side of things used to be ever starts and had to kind of come to a crossroads where I was trying to figure out if I was going to try to fish, or try to work, guaranteed paychecks seemed a lot more appealing. And I'd still get to play an important part in the industry and uh, get to know a lot of the people I looked up to all my life and work with them and, you know, be needed by them, honestly, like, you know, very few people on the planet that Van Dam needs, but he needs a photographer to shoot a picture of it, you know, and uh, right. in that tournament scene. So but being able to have that kind of intimate relationship where you get to know these people, it was awesome. And I mean, you know, I did it for, I don't know, somewhere between three and 45 years. It felt like, you know, I think it was like six or seven, but it kind of all blurred together. But, uh, this was the long version or the short version? Hey, whichever you want to run with, bro. It's your show. <laughs> yeah, long story short, now I'm here, and I don't even know where that is. But this is where I am. I'm writing a lot. Uh, still do a little bit of video editing and shooting, but not near as much as I did at one point. And what will I be doing in two weeks? I don't know. I'll be writing a lot still because, I mean, my mortgage, you know, the bank, we got an agreement. I get to live here and um, – <laughs> I tell you what, well, guys, if you, if you guys uh, if you guys don't know Shay, you definitely need to start following Shay. Um, uh, you guys are going to see him more uh, I, I, anytime and every time I have the opportunity to have Shay on, um, I, I I will do so. Um, but uh, you know, we're we're trying to get we're trying to get him out of the boat world and into the kayak world a little bit more. And he's just uh, he's full of knowledge, full of humor, and uh, and and just a uh, an excellent resource. So that's why we've got Shay coming on. That's why we've got Shay here with us tonight. Um, Shay, you're actually the reason that a lot of this conversation is even going down tonight because of the latest article that you wrote for Angler. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that up on the screen. But before we got rolling, we were talking earlier about uh, about song choices and choices of music. And I know that both of you guys have got have got uh, uh, quite uh, ex ex extreme, I guess you could say, uh, taste in music. Um, so, you know, we, we've seen, I, I want to say it's G man, right. That walks on stage at the classic to, uh, to sir mix a lot, maybe got back. What would your song be Shay? If you were walking up on the stage at the classic, 
Uh, mine would be the theme song to The Office, and I think that would be phenomenal. I don't even know what that is. Uh, the Office is. All right, y'all, I got to go. I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch The Office. I guess I'm the one guy in America. I do. I'm not. I'm on several dating. Well, let's say just a couple dating websites. I'm 33 and single. And if you don't want to be, I'd like a baby, but I got to have something to make one. So long story short, on my profile, it says, if you do not like The Office, you will not like my humor. And this is pointless. So I don't know what I'm, I'm really. excited. So you want to introduce me to Catfish and Scott. I want to introduce you to The Office. You think that I love Catfish? That's a different show. Huh? That's a different show. Of the Office. I, 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 you're not the first person that tells me. Ken, do you watch The Office? <clears throat> you know, I I don't like it. I, I've never found it funny. I'm sorry. Oh God! But, which is weird because I love stupid humor. Yeah, like, I love, like, awkwardness. You know, like what? Like what? Like wait a minute. Like what kind of stupid? Like 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 my wife is a big Monty Python fan. Yeah, Monty, Monty Python, Black Adder, the British stuff. Yeah. No way, no, dude. It's not good. What you don't like it? I don't like it, bro. No, I can't. It's, it's not for me, man. Let me you think this is funny, Scott. See, the thing about the office is you believe it to be a re- if you watch it in real time. Like I watched it the second time it was ever on. And reality TV had just blown up and it was a big deal. So they have this show comes on. And we're sitting there watching it. We're like, what is this? You know, it's just an office, so it's like a reality show, we think. It took us like four or five episodes to realize this is too ridiculous. But but they had already started scripting reality shows too. So you're sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah. is it not? And th- there's one scene, so there's a lot of these deals where they're doing confessionals and they're talking to a camera. And the, the boss, which is Steve Carell, Michael Scott, he's sitting there and he's like talking about this deal that's happened. And he's like, you know, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. How is that not funny? That is so funny to me. I can't. As y'all drop in the comment section below what your favorite TV show is, Shay's obviously repping The Office. Ken Wood, bro, you're gonna walk on the classic stage, and and you're gonna come out to a song, bro. What's what's gonna be pumping? What's what's the what's the what's the what's the march to the octagon? What's the march to the stage? What's the batter up song for Ken Wood? I have no idea. I have I have way too much music. You should have thrown me this beforehand. <laughs> I have fourteen. Yeah, I have fourteen thousand CDs. I mean. Bro, but the, I mean, but there's got there's one song that is who Ken Wood is. What is that? God, I don't know. Maybe something from Def Leppard, but that's the first album I ever bought. Def Leppard, huh? Really? Yeah, Hysteria. Shay, do you remember the first album you bought? Uh, I don't think we call them albums, and I'm not young. I mean, I'm pretty old too. But I mean, we, you know, I bought a CD, I guess, and I have no idea. I'm probably insane. Uh, to be honest, no, it was definitely not insane. I have no idea what the first city I bought was. I bought, I think, I know exactly what the first city I bought was, and it was Garth Brooks' greatest hits. The black and the black one, red, white, and blue. I bought yeah. a box. Uh, like it had four. I mean, the dude has a thousand greatest hits, which is, I mean, he got. You know, I'd like to hear some deep track Garth Brooks because everything's a greatest hit with him. But yeah, I did. I did have some of those pretty early on. Uh oh, milkshake. Bailey says milkshake. milkshake. Paul Benson says John Lee Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I would have to come on to some back as to Back in Black or to um, uh, I don't know, like uh, maybe Inner Sandman, like some Metallica. Like I think that would be mine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm never gonna Tim Isaacs. Oh, Tim, 
Tim nails it with Freebird, right? Bam. Uh, way too long. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're only getting 30 seconds yeah. of the song. Hey, don't going to play the whole thing. That's where I'm yeah. at. You're not making out in the backseat of the car between, some, you know, in a parking lot with somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, here's what we want to get to first real quickly. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this up um, real quick and just kind of give a quick rundown of this thing right here. But if you guys haven't seen this, this is the article that kind of that kind of stimulated the uh, the thought process for con for conversation. Uh, this this here's Angler. You guys can go to Angler.com and check this out. Shay writes a whole bunch of different articles um, along with uh, with with uh, with several other phenomenal writers, and uh, they just do a great job of touching base on a couple of different things. And the whole title of this thing was "Is Bass Fishing a Sport?" <clears throat> and Shay wrote a whole article. This is what I want you guys to go in and check out and read. Um, but, uh, but this is, this is kind of where a conversation started was, uh, was right here with, with, with this right here. So with that guys, um, Shay, man, I'm going to, I'm going to let you, I, I mean, what, what was, where, where did this idea for an article come from? Well, Derek Horner, my editor in chief over there at Angler, uh, one of my buddies got me started writing for them. He kind of wanted me to touch on some, I don't know, give an opinion about, certain things. And I mean, honestly, that article fit kind of into what he was talking about, but uh, the inspiration for it, I was talking to a, a young lady from Alabama uh, trying to get to know her. And I explained to her that I fish tournaments, you know, sometimes, and she's like, what is a tournament? Or, you know, what, what's competitive bass fishing? And I'm like, what do you back up. Was this a tender date? Uh, it was hinge actually hinge is like the uh, upper class. Just high. Class. Oh, that's a thing, Hinge? Yeah, it's an app that I downloaded, and I pay money for to try to meet females because I live in the middle of nowhere. Literally, if I walk okay, anyway. in. Anyway, so you're explaining to her. She's <laughs> asking you questions about that, about fishing and fishing competitively. Yeah, and we don't talk anymore, so I don't think she's a big fan of competitive bass fishing. I don't think she thinks it's a sport. But the uh, I don't know. It just kind of – I've heard that all my life. You know, I've always got the question, is bass fishing a sport justified, yada, yada, yada. People say it's luck, and I didn't even touch on the luck part in there. But, I mean, you can say golf is luck. You hit a golf ball up in there, and the wind changes direction. I mean, how do you, you know, you can account for what the wind is doing now, but how do you know what it's going to do as soon as the ball leaves the ground? So, I don't know. Like, there is luck involved, but you wouldn't have guys like Jordan Lee and Van Dam and whoever, you know, excel and rise and do as well as they do consistently. So, it's obviously – we know – but the thing is, like, we know the fishing the sport as fishermen. So I wrote it to try to give somebody some ammunition to send to somebody that's arguing with them about fishing being a sport, you know. Ken, what what's I mean, what's your what's your gut reaction, Ken, when somebody asks you is fishing a sport? <clears throat> um, you know, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago before I really, really started doing the tournament fishing, um, I might have said no or um you know allowed them to argue that a little bit more. Uh, but now I think I, my, my, my opinion would definitely be that it is a sport. Um, what, what, what changed for you, you think over the last couple of years? Just the, just my, my approach to, to kayak fishing or just fishing in general. I mean, it is a, it's, it's a grueling, if you actually put the work in, ah, what, who said, oh, me or somebody else? No, 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 you're good. But yeah, no, if you put the time in and you put the, you know, you're out there grinding for 10 hours a day pre-fishing and you're, you know, you're in a kayak and you're paddling and you're pedaling, um, 
you know, it's a, it's a physical and it's a mental, it's a mental game, you know, which is pretty much what a lot of sports are, you know, especially the mental part, you know, even though like the fight game, you know, they, they say, you know, 10% physical, 90% mental. What's the difference? I mean, you're getting your ass kicked in, you know, really getting your ass kicked um, in fighting, but what's the difference? Yeah. Y'all, that's, uh, do you, do you think do you think Shay that that there's there's a that there's a line in the in in sport between guys who do it as a hobby and for fun on the weekend sitting on a cooler with a bottle with a, with a case of beer underneath them? Yeah, I mean versus, versus guys that like you said in the article are running seventy miles an hour through the rain and the sleet and the snow, bugs hitting them in the face. You, you know what I mean? Like you know is 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 there a is is there a line right? Yeah, I mean, you can do it. I mean, there's a line on everything. I don't know. You know, what do you define? How do you define a sport? Is backgammon a sport? You know, is badminton a sport? Backgammon is not a sport. Is badminton a sport? I'm going to look up the definition of sport, but go ahead. But that's what I mean. So, like, it just depends on everybody's definition. I mean, I, I think bass fishing physically is much more requiring, whether you're in a kayak or a, a, a bass boat or whatever, than, than badminton. I mean, yeah, you're running around. I don't know. So, I'm not trying to argue that anything's not a sport. I'm just saying – if you've done it, that's the thing. And that's what I said kind of at the end of the article. I was like, if you don't believe me now, then just come out here and put your money up and see if you can, you know. According to wikipedia.com, sport includes all forms of competitive physical activity or games, which through casual or organized participation um, uh, in, at least, uh, in at least two parts aim to use or maintain or improve physical ability and skills. While providing enjoyment to participants, I mean that's pretty easy on the definition there, you know. Okay, so then that brings up the next round of, of conversation. There is is if this is if if this is a sport like we believe that it is, are are, are we athletes as 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 definition right? Are, are are I mean you guys are are both guys that that I would put on put money on on just about any body of water in the country. I, I mean, are, are, do you consider yourself an athlete, Shay? Uh, I consider myself a competitor, but I don't. I don't know. When I think of an athlete, I think of like a rip guy, you know, whatever. And I mean, yeah, I guess sumo wrestlers are athletes, so I could fit the bill. But uh, <laughs> oh man, whatever we got to do to call it. I mean, we can just every time you pick up and run to your next spot, turn around and you and your co-angler kind of duke it out right quick, and then it's physical and it's a sport. I don't know. Like, I'm not an athlete. I wouldn't say that. I would say that the better athletes do have a huge advantage in fishing, just like in anything else. Oh, not you can, and I, I talk about this in an article, so because like obviously Rick Clun is 73, 72 when they won last year, something like that. Yeah, so he's not, he doesn't have the physical attributes of an athlete that a 22 year old has, but the mind, the mental part, you know, Kim was talking about like, that comes into it, and all of a sudden, like what gives you the bigger advantage? So it's not a purely athletic sport, but it is, you know, an athlete does. I've, I've lost weight and I feel so much better on the water and I've gained weight and I feel so much worse. And like the, the long days, that's people just don't get, you know, that don't fish. You can go out and spend 14, 15 hours on the water and, you know, the summer when it's daylight that long and that's just taxing. And then when you get in a truck, and you, you know, your body's not made to do that and get a truck riding out. It's just, you're not built for that. So it's just mentally grueling, physically grueling. Yeah. You know, I'm not an athlete, but I'm a competitor. Sure. 
I got you. Makes sense. Well, uh, we got Harvey here kicked in with us, guys. I'm going to try to bring him up here on screen and see if we can welcome Mr. Harvey Horn. Uh, if you guys missed any of the show earlier, Harvey is a uh, uh, is a is a Bassmaster Elite Series angler and Open champion. What's up, Harvey? How are you, buddy? Uh oh, now he doesn't have any volume. Let's check him there. Let me check your mic, Harvey. I'm working on it right now, buddy. See if we can get him on here. Kick up his mic. Try that. Ken, man, while I work on that, dude, give me your definition as far as whether or not you believe that you're an athlete, dude. Um, you know, I was actually going to say pretty much the same thing that he said. That be good. That I was. Uh, I, I consider it. It depends. I mean, am I an athlete? I don't know. I'm out of shape. You know. Um, a competitor. But does, but does, but does that? Yeah. Maybe I'm a, a poor athlete. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, I can't run very far without getting tired. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's not, but that's not what you're needing to do in this in this sport, right? True. Like that's uh, you know what I mean. Like there, uh, you know, I be I believe that there are guys. Now there are some. You take a guy like John Cruz or B Lat. These guys run five or ten miles a day. Um, you know what I mean. There's some guys that that do that transition, but I also know some guys that would really struggle to stand up in some of these conditions and cast out in the middle of Lake Erie you know, on the, on the front of a 21 foot skeeter, you know what I mean? Or some guys that would have, that would really struggle to, uh, you know, to, to, to hop in a new canoe or hop in a bona fide and, uh, you know, and, 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 and paddle six miles to their spot. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now can, is, is there, and we could, we could go round and round with that, but do you, do you think, uh, Shay, you've been in a kayak now for a little bit, Ken, you're predominantly in a kayak, but both of you guys have fish in both patterns. Do is there a possibility for kayak anglers, those that aren't running big motors, is there a possibility that kayak anglers have an advantage of saying that they're athletic? Because at least then you're having to physically get yourself to a spot. Probably, but I mean that's you know I think it's kind of a weak argument. Um, you know, being, paddling, pedaling. I mean, how difficult is it? You know, it's not that that hard i mean i'm out of shape and i can i can pedal and paddle miles you know so i, I don't think it's a strong argument you know if, if kayak anglers are athletes and you know i would say that bass boat anglers are as well i mean i have a yeah. bass boat so what about the well, guys that have both ken we talked about this earlier off camera a little bit you know we're, we're starting to see more and more torquitos coming out with their brand new three horsepower electric motor here in just a couple of weeks, and I'm excited about it. I'm a big Torquedo guy. I love my motor on my boat. But but when when when's that line? Shay, you've seen it. You've been around the boat world long enough. There was a time when a 150 was controversial, right? Uh, I wasn't around back then, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there has to be a limit that you set. I mean, now it's 250 for most competitive, you know, bass fishing tournaments. So, um, I don't know, you know. It. All right, we got you there, buddy. Let's try this now. What's that? Hey, there you are. What's going on, Harvey? How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are y'all tonight? Man. Doing good, man. Good Doing night. good. Thanks for joining us. Sorry for the technical difficulties here. You're on with Mr. Kenwood yeah. down here next to you, and right above your head, I know you know that face, Mr. Shea Baker. Oh yeah, he may not remember me, but I definitely remember him. That dude was. <laughs> What's that? Do what now? 
I said, I remember you. What's going on? We shared a boat together. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to go for a wild ride one morning or two mornings. I don't even remember. I don't either. I, a lot of wild rides. I don't remember any of them in particular. I tried to black out on them where I could go in and get into the next boat without freaking out. But uh, we had some good times out there in the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, now, Harvey, we're, I'll let you, I'll, I'll bring you up to speed, man, let you catch up. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions here. We're, 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 we're discussing whether or not we, we, we classify fishing as a sport and whether or not anglers as yourself, who you are, you are, you are at the highest level of the fishing game and with in the elite series, whether or not you guys consider yourself athletes. You know, uh, that's a very good point. And, and I, myself back, you know, 15 years ago, I was under the impression that, okay, the guys go out, they fish for a living. You know, it's not that tough until I tried. You know, I went out on Beaver Lake and, and I tried to go for seven days straight. I think I made it to about three and a half days and I finally said that's enough. Uh, you know, because it's it, we're out there in all conditions and we can't ring a bell and say, okay, I want a timeout right now, you know. It, it it's it's a grind all day long and you better be out there and practice for 10 12 14 hours or, or you're going to get left behind i i think that's something to put in to kind of put in perspective of it ken when you I mean, you just came back up from one of the biggest most grueling events in the industry one of the most prestigious in the 10 just a couple weeks ago i mean how much practice time did you put in before that actual event yeah we fished we fished hard i mean that the first day, uh, what did we get there? Sunday, uh, I believe. We 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 spent like half the day gearing up, uh, re relining rods and everything. It's winter up here, so we yeah. we, we were lazy. We didn't do it beforehand. So, uh, but yeah, we fished that first day. Then we fished um, Monday, all Monday, all Tuesday. Um, you know, and then the ten invitational, which I guess you can count that as pre-fishing as well. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, four four or five days in a row, multiple lakes. You know, we fished. Uh, you know, two two lakes one day, two lakes the next day. So four or five days in 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 practice in prepare in preparation for a two day event. Harvey, is that is that something very similar to what we're seeing at y'all's level? Oh yeah, we we get a shorter time period. We only get three days, but still, in those three days, we have to cram in, you know, running to as many spots as possible, checking as many places, and trying to figure out different patterns. Well, it's a lot more grueling during those three day periods, you know, back and forth to the trolling motor, uh, you know, running from spot to spot, trying to get all those places checked prior to start of day one of the tournament. And, and then we're two days, eight, nine hours a day. It, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, in the opens that I fished in the past couple of years, we, we could go fish as many days as we wanted. And once you get to the elite series, you have to cram all of those times into a little short period and it's it's really really uh for for lack of a better term grueling so to speak to to try to figure out what's the best pattern to to catch the biggest fish in in a three-day time period now now christopher beats me to it here with with uh christopher o'kelly beats me to it and he, and he asked harvey and harvey i'll let you start but i wanted the other two guys to answer this as well would you say it's more tough? It's it's tougher mentally or physically? You know, it's it's really tough mentally and physically because we we've got to put all that knowledge that we've practiced and and learned from off the water 
crammed into a three-day period uh, and back and forth, up and down, running from spot to spot. You know, we, we can't stop practice because the wind gets high. Uh, at, at the last event down in Palatka, the first day of practice, wind's blowing out of the north at probably 25 miles an hour. And, you know, I'm running down the lake doing what I got to do and or the river. It's wide as a lake in certain places. But, uh, yeah. you know, there there was no time that I could say, okay, just because the wind's blowing hard, I've got to pull over here and, and you know, rest a minute. It, there's there's not any time for that for us. I got you. Now, Shay, you actually even referenced that in your article that you wrote for Angler. Um, and if you guys are missing, if you guys are just tuning in and you and you and you're missing where we're at here, um, yeah, y'all need to make sure that you get back and reference that. But but Shay, you mentioned that talking about um, in your article talking about the differences, uh, you know, of mentally and physically it just being super taxing. I mean, you you've been around the water and around competition. Uh, I I would venture to say longer than any of us. Uh, I mean, what what are some of the you have any experiences that pop in your mind that were just a mentally or physically an angler couldn't finish competing? Yeah, I mean, it, like Harvey said, it's, it's both. The, the, I guess tournament, the tournament, depending on how the fishing is, when the fishing is easy, it's more, it's really, you, you don't pay attention to either one because you're not having to make those difficult decisions in your body. You've got, you know, you're on, uh, you got your adrenaline pumping, whatever. And I mean, you, you go, 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 go. It's like a manic deal. So, but when the fishing is tough, I mean, both of them, you, your body is more fatigued than your mental. I mean, when you're having a second guess, everything you do every cast you make you know you get to that point where you're like do i need to i need to give up on this and run and then you sit there and argue yourself for 45 minutes every cast and you don't get that bite then you're po at yourself while you're running because you're 45 minutes behind on what you would like to be and you know so i don't know like i, I remember i think it was seminole and okeechobee lake series when i don't remember what year it was i mean it all runs together but i remember on the elite team had back-to-back tournaments and the top 10 or 12 at the time i don't remember if it was anyway the guys that fished on the final day after weigh-in photos everything at 4 35 o'clock if they were lucky to get on there by then had to run down to okeechobee and start practice the next morning we're behind they were already some of the other guys you know especially just getting down there and getting set up and getting out on the water at daylight I remember, I don't know if it was Jay Todd or who it was, one of them was telling me that they basically pulled up at the boat ramp, didn't even go to the hotel or camp or wherever they were staying, and just back on the boat in the water, never went to sleep. And that's that's fine when you're in college and, you know, you're 20 years old and you're having a good time, and you can go and do that. Dude, 45 years old, 50 years old, that's a lot to ask. I mean, I, I guarantee you there are people who could not just sit up awake and not do anything for the same amount of hours, like that seven days in a row we talked about and then seven more days in a row so you're 14 days in then you got a two-day drive home you know two-day drive down there so i guarantee you like you couldn't just sit there and be awake and keep your mind clear and not have just fuzz and you know like everything kind of get messy mentally so it's uh it's definitely grueling on both sides of it i don't know which one's worse like i said it just really comes down to the fishing i think can, can I want to, I want to stick with this mentally topic for a second. Can me, mentally, I mean, what, what do you think can mentally is the, is the toughest aspect for you? I think for most people it's, you know, staying focused and probably most important is staying confident. 
you know, uh, once you start losing confidence, um, then you start losing focus and then it just, you know, things start to fall apart from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd say confidence is probably the most important mental aspect of it. Uh, Harvey, you know, you, you, your, your open win came in Arkansas where, where, where you call home now. I know you were originally from Louisiana, correct? But Arkansas has been yeah. home for a while, right? Yeah, I've been up here for uh, this Mike's thirteen years. I got you. So, so you with, Oklahoma, with your, with, but with really your, close. With your win in Arkansas, I, I mean, is is it like what's the more mental taxing part? I mean, is is Shay hitting the nail on the head that when that when you're in that groove in your zone, like nothing's shaking you? You know, it, it's it's a feeling we get uh, at particular uh, tournament. Uh, you know, going into it, that was only my sixth open two fish as a boat or as a pro, whatever you want to call it. And going into that tournament, to be honest, I did not know that I could catch a five fish. Uh, really? Lo and behold, I, I, I just happened to be in the right area to, to put a good limit together for day one. Uh, found out that more fish moved into their day two. Uh, same thing on day three. I was able to actually pick them off beds on day three where I hadn't seen them anywhere before. And, and that was the only tournament that I can look back and say, you know, that tournament I had fun. It, it was a short drive to where I was catching my fish. Uh, got to fish with a buddy of mine that I've known since like first grade on day two. He almost made the cut as a co owner That was one of those few tournaments that, after day one, it became fun instead of, man, I've got to get up in the morning. And I've got to go catch this. You know, I, I let the, I let it go. I just let it flow as I, as I say, you know, do what I do. And it just happened to be that we were able to capture some of it on camera on day two. And it, it just panned out uh, going into Palatka this year. You know, I finished 73rd out of 75 down there last year horrible event for me and especially first day i fell in the water like broke my leg just as bad as it could get and to go back this year and, and it for to for it to be as tough as it was and pull out a, a top 12 finish man it, it really reinvigorated me kind of lit that fire again saying okay you know when there's a tough tournament you're, you're going to do well uh same thing happened last year at the the last regular season event on 10 killer it just fell into place to where I finished 17 uh, and just going to keep building on that momentum as much as I can. And that's one of the things that we all have to use, whether you're in a kayak or whatever, you know, if you go, go into a few events and, and have a couple of bad ones, you have to stay mentally stable enough to say, okay, I can still do this and, and, and it, you know, pick yourself back up and, and get back out there and go back after it. That's what, the thing that's harder. And Shay touched on this a while back. You know, we, we all suffer from the same, you know, we're going to be down and there's a lot of downs and there's very few highs. But once you get on that high, you got to ride it as long as you can. Uh, and that's just part of the industry that we're in. And that's on the business side as well as the fishing side. You know, ride that ride that high as long as it lasts and, and, and hope it lasts a long time. I, I, now, I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form a, a tournament angler. Never have I been, nor ever will I be good enough to be. However, since I have all three of you here, 
I, I and let me. Uh, this is not a question that I wrote out, so let me let me dig through trying to un, trying to wordsmith this question. Is is it is it is, is do you consider it to be more of an issue to go into an event, kind of scatterbrained and 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 unsure of yourself, or is it worse to come out of an event more scatterbrained and unsure of yourself? Shay, I'll let you kick in on that first, bro. Weigh in on that. I think it's one of the same because when you come out of one scatter brain, it's hard to get right before you make, you know, before you hook up with one of the next ones. So it doesn't matter if it's back to back or three months apart. You leave that last day of competition with a butt whooping, it's hard to swallow that. The best are the ones that can't roll with the punches and just shake it off. And maybe some of the other best, the ones that get so aggravated with themselves that they can come back with fire and, and right the ship. But, I don't think you can really, you, I don't know. Some people can't, everybody's different. Like Harvey was talking about fishing better in tough tournaments versus white fest. I feel the same way. Like I would prefer to fish in a tournament where I know it's going to take 10 pounds a day to be good and 20. Cause it's, I don't know. I just fish better that way. And I like to grind. And uh, so I don't know, like it's, it's kind of one of the same to me. Like you come out of one messed up, you're going to be messed up till you get going again. Can you agree with that, bro? Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's probably uh, worse to leave a tournament um, on a down. Um, you know, in a in the tournament, like uh, we'll take the the ten for example. You know, that day one, um, you know, I lost a giant. I had a fourteen incher at nine a.m. Two hours later, I lost like a seven pounder, and that that destroyed me. But then I caught a dink. I caught a twelve incher, and that that was you know that turned it around. For me, just that twelve inch gave you some life, right? A little one, yeah. And then I caught a twelve seven five, and then I caught a, tw- a seventeen, and then I caught a twenty, and then I was in third place. You know, within like 20, 25 minutes. So Harvey, what do you think? More mentally, sorry. Oh, I'm saying you don't have that option like after a tournament. You know, yeah. You 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 can't you can't come back until the next yeah. tournament, of course. But well, I feel like, so. I feel like you're the per- the perfect your story of the ten from last year to this year, I think is a perfect example of what we're talking about right now. Right. You came out last year. uh, I mean, you know, deflated straight up, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You know, worse, you know, worse than a Patriots football, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, you come in, you know, you cut, you cut, you come out this year, um, you know, uh, with, with, with all the confidence in the world diving into the beginning of the season. uh, I mean, there's you've in, in this, in the most prestigious event in our sport, You've now you've now hit it at both levels, right? You're coming out on top. Last year you came out kind of feeling on the bottom. Uh, I mean, so mentally this year though, going in, was it tougher this year going in than it was last year because of last year's failure? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I had a lot more confidence last year um, going into it. I think. Um, really? Yeah, just. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was confident this year as well, but like I said, is the, na- na- is the nativity, the nativity, the naiveness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the right word is. Baker, you're a wordsmith. What's that word? Naivety. Naivety. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I still can't say it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think so. I think it was just because it was all new, and I was just extra confident, and you know, I think a year's worth of experience kind of um, tempered that a bit. You know, Harvey, if you had to pick one, bro, if you have to go into a tournament scatterbrained and, 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 and flustered or coming out of a tournament scatterbrained and flustered, which one are you taking? I'm going to, I'm going to go against the grain here and say coming out of one because the, the tournament, uh, year before last at, uh, Ross Barnett, 
I finished 77th. At that time, that was the worst tournament I'd had, uh, it, you know, pretty much ever. And, and went to the Arkansas River in, in Oklahoma, won that event. Uh, we started out this year with the Eastern Open down on the Kissimmee Chain, finished 125th, you know, and, and I came out of it. I, I, I can't say I was upset because I learned so much while I was down there that it really, really kind of helped uh, going into Palatka. You know, I was thinking, okay, I know what kind of grass is to go fish now, where the year before I didn't. And we get to Palatka and there's no grass. So the whole field was kind of throwing a curveball because that's what we fished down there on the St. John's is grass. And uh, when we got there and Everybody's talking about there's no grass to fish. Well, I figured I might have a chance. And I went and did what I do. I, I went and found the, the the areas that the fish were staging and put together a good bag on day two. Day one was a struggle, but I was south with everybody else. Uh, and I wound up 12. So I, I rebound really well out of bad tournaments. And I think it just helps me put things together a little bit faster when I go to the next one. Uh, whether it clears my brain, what, whatever you want to call it, I, I'm not sure myself, but it just seems to work that way. Uh, I, 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 I again, I'm not a tournament angler, but I feel like Harvey. I tend to want to. I, I tend to want to agree with you naturally, thinking that okay, I, coming out of one flustered and lost, I feel like I could etch a sketch that. I, I can't change it now, right? But going into an event, I feel like I'd want to be as you know on, on a confident train as high as I could be. So, uh, you know, interesting conversation, interesting topic here. If you guys are just tuning into the weigh-in here, welcome to the weigh-in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We are on with a with an amazing roundtable here with Mr. Shea Baker, Ken Wood, and uh, and Mr. Harvey Horn, uh, having a bunch of different conversation, talking some different things. Here's what I want you guys to do: I want you to go in and smash that share button. And let everybody know that you're on watching live here on the way in. I want you to weigh in on this conversation. We're going to roll into another juicy topic next. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Fish USA and FishUSA.com and what they're doing over there. One of my favorite things about what they're doing and what they're and what they have right now is their price match guarantee. So if you guys are unfamiliar, and I'm not saying that this this rolls um, with every single lure and pack of you know soft plastics that you buy. But for me, one of the things I love about what they have going on is if you're going in and you're buying that new Lowrance or you're buying that Garmin or you're buying that kayak or you're buying, you know, that $400 paddle or whatever. And then you feel like two weeks later, you see a sale going out of anywhere else online or anywhere else. You can reach out to Fish USA and they will match that price up to 30 days later. And I feel like that's just quality, quality um, uh, for me, assurance and guaranteeing that that when I buy this item right now, uh, anywhere that I see it, even over the next 30 days, I'm going to be able to match that price. And FishUSA does that. So make sure you guys check out FishUSA.com. They are America's Tackle Shop, have been for 20 years now. And as always, if you use code uh, TACKLEYOURDREAMS, uh, you get a little, save a little bit of extra money there, and it'll let them know that I sent you. Um, guys, we're going to roll in the next topic of conversation here. And uh, this one is something I'm excited about. I want to talk about loyalty. Loyalty in the fishing community, loyalty in the fishing industry across the board. We've got guys here from all different uh, corners of, of this community. So I, I want to dive into this. Um, I, I mean, first things first, uh, Ken, I'll let you start, man. Loyalty to you just as a whole. What does loyalty mean to you? Um, yeah, you know, 
it depends on what we're talking about. Friendship, uh, respect, stuff like that, or just blind loyalty. I mean, I, that's 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 the that's the topic, right? Like, is it loyalty to a to a company, you know, such as Z Man or Westbrook or DZ or whomever, right? Whether we're talking Yamaha or we're talking Angler, whatever, right? Um, you know, or is it loyalty to yourself and to your family? You know, at the end of the day. You got you got to be able to provide and take care of your family, right? Shay, you got the hand up, bro. Roll with it. I think that and it, everything in bass fishing, I'm sure other industries are the same, but everything's built on relationship in this sport. And I think you have loyalty to each other. And uh, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to people that if they move companies, I move with them. Uh, because a lot of times, what you see is a company will be with a guy for a long time, and when that person that's his contract leaves they cut it you know instantly and that so there's loyalty is a two-way street and to me <clears throat> a company can't be loyal because it's not the company doesn't have virtues the people that run it the people that they, they, they do have the virtues but if it sells out or if somebody else comes in that person gets fired whatever the case may be so yeah loyalty is huge but i'm not going to say that i'll stick with the same company throughout my career, you know, because things change. And uh, I think, too, like, <clears throat> what gives you the best opportunity? Yeah, like you said, if you got family, you know, and what's the best move for your career, you shouldn't just go jumping around. I don't – I've never been one, you know, play the field and do a bunch of different stuff, but I also won't tie myself to the company or anything too quickly. So I think that it's just uh, – one of those deals where you have to just decide for yourself, pray on it, think on it a lot, whatever you want to do. And uh, don't worry about what, I mean, you can't, this world is way too PC in every aspect. And uh, we can't worry about what everybody else thinks and what's going to do to their feelings. And I'm not saying go out and be a bigot or racist and hate on people either, but like, you just can't, you just got to do your thing. Let stuff bounce off of you as best you can and keep your head down because ain't a lot of people going to be loyal to you. You know what I mean? Harvey, I feel like in the kayak industry, and Ken can probably back me up on this, I feel like we're starting to see, as the, as the community grows, we're starting to see more smaller tribes out of the bigger tribe, right? And it's always been a tight-knit community. I mean, is loyalty a topic of a conversation that you guys are having in the big butt world regularly as well? It, it really is. Uh, you know, we see – we see people change companies just about weekly nowadays, especially right before the season starts. I was lucky that uh, I found a company that, that I went out and I bought their product. And once I bought their product and, and did what I was able to do with their product, uh, they basically brought me into the family. And, and when I say family, that's when you walk through the doors of Express Boats, that's how they treat uh, they're probably the best company out there for me as a, as a person, uh, maybe not as an angler, but as a person because of the fact that they're family to me now. And I'm not just saying that because they're here in Arkansas where I'm at. It's because of the people that they have running their business, the people that they have out in the field at their, their dealerships, uh, they've been great to me. And I hope that, that I'm able to, to return the investment that they've put on me or put into me, so to speak, in my company 
uh, you know, we go down and, and we have a tournament every year that uh, the, the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation puts on. And Rory Herndon, the president of the company, it, uh, attends that event. And, you know, his kids are going to be fishing. My kid's going to be fishing. And we interact as a family at that event and, and everywhere else. You know, every time I've been in there, every time I've been to the plant, it's, hey, Harvey, how you doing? And, and be on the first name basis with the president of the company is a pretty special thing to me and my family. You know, uh, would I prefer that, that my whole career is fished out of an express boat? Of course. I can do things out of that boat that I can't do out of other brands of boats. So, for me, that's that's a really uh, a subject that I really hold close to my heart because it's it's the company I started with and, and a company that I would like to stay with my entire career. No matter what happens, I'm still going to have a special place in my heart for that company because they treat me like I'm a fam uh, a family member. And you. you know, Yamaha's been great to me. Uh, I, I really look for companies as a as a company myself that i can help grow uh and, and that's that's where i feel best and at home is to try to help a company grow as best i can through the avenues that i have available to me i know i'm not great at it but i'm still learning just like everybody else and that's that's what i feel i'm going to be like um there are other people out there that think differently. You know, we see guys, you know, literally two weeks ago, we, we, we saw anglers moving from this company to that company, whether it be apparel or anything else. I'd rather stay with the people that, that got me, you know, uh, big bite baits. Has so, so I want so I want to touch on that, right? So, so, and I'm not going to throw out names because because there's it's a laundry list of people that yeah. you can point to. But I mean, but in, in every echelon of fishing, we have seen just in the last handful of years, we've seen guys that have been loyal to a company or to a brand or to a person in that company, like Shay talked about earlier. Um, you know, for you know, for five, ten, fifteen years, when they shift, does for me as a fan of the sport, I question. Right. Like, OK, is it product? Is it a relationship? Is it check? Is it right? So as guys on the inside, like, I, I mean, I know that it's different in every situation, but but Shay, I mean, you believe it's a shift in personnel or, or uh, a million different things. It could be but like Brandon Paul, most legit guys out there. And his case is not the same as everybody else's. But if he, I miss the name, who did you call out? Brandon Paul. If he makes them, okay. if he makes it with sincerity, and a lot of times it's not their decision. Like Hook was his title sponsor, and Rigid was his title sponsor. Those guys that he was connected to in those companies left. And now, you know, the shift wasn't his decision. So a lot of times there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that we don't really know. I'm not defending 99% of the moves because a lot of them do just move for money or move for whatever. And I mean that's fine. If you know, it is almost. <laughs> to make it I, I, professional fishermen. So how are so I want to do it? I want to touch on that, Shay. Uh, because we say that oh that's fine. And even us in the industry, I I, I did it this week as, as a fan of the community. I saw I saw a guy move that I know was was you know was was for a check in in the big boat world. And and uh, it gave uh, for a small piece of me, I was like, 
I, I, I had to, I had to fight it because my natural instinct was to have a little bit less respect Yeah. when I don't think I should have done that. He was being loyal to his family and to his kids. Like you were just saying, Shay, this is an expensive sport at every level, right? I've, uh, I've lost my inner child as, as it goes, as it pertains to fishing a long time ago. I saw way too far behind the curtain and it's not all bad, but there I grade all this stuff on, on a curve kind of, and there are guys who go out and actively cheat in tournaments. That is a sin to me. I mean, it's as bad as it gets. And they'll do it and get away with it. And they 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 live in that gray area. They hardly ever get caught. They work to they work harder to cheat than they would if they would just work and they could be better. Like it's pointless to me. So that's where like this this kind of stuff. If somebody walked up to me tomorrow and handed me a hundred thousand dollars and I didn't feel morally compromised to take it, I don't care if it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> It was about, you know. Uh, yeah, I, we get to. I get, I get what you're saying. I don't care what the, the company is. I would go out and rep it to the utmost of my ability. As long as, I mean, like, like I said, if it's something that I feel like it would compromise my morals, and I'm a pretty morally strict guy, you know, in my personal life. So I don't know. It's it's just uh, one of those. Harvey do, you, Harvey, do you think that's more of a rarity in the sport to seeing, seeing guys that are – I, I don't want to use the term sellout because I don't mean that to be that that's there's a negative context to that, but I mean, but, but guys that will go after the check first. Yeah. I mean, is, is, is there still a lot of that in the sport? Is there a lot of that in the sport or is it still, there's still a lot of, of, of good old boys, right. That, that put those values and morals first. I think there's some of both uh, to, to put it bluntly. The reason why I say that is at the end of the day, no matter what you are, what you do, what part of the industry you're in, you have to look at it as it's still a business. And in saying that, you know, most of these guys are, some of them are check chasers. I'm not going to lie. There, there's just people out there that are going to chase the money. Work, right? Just yeah, like if any man gets up and goes to work at a job that he doesn't like, this is, this is work. When you get to this level, this is work. It really is. And not only on the social media side, you know, we, we, we're required to work the classic where we're, we're required to go work boat shows. We're required to work tackle shows. There's a lot more pieces to this puzzle than people actually see. Shay's been around long enough that he knows what goes on behind the scenes where, you know, this is my second year as a pro, you know, uh, what I consider a professional. And, with with saying that, you do have some guys that are still out there that work hard, they get the job done, and, and they're loyal to the companies that they that they started with. Uh, but you also have those guys that are going to move wherever the money's going to take. And, and there's nothing wrong with doing that as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen guys go from company A to company B. Well, we look at it from the inside going, well, we know why he left because they're offering more money. And at the end of the day, if he's taking care of his family and that more money is going to help him pay his bills, I've got no problem with that. Yeah. Kent, Kent, you've been around the kayak scene as at the professional level now for 
you know, uh, you know, five or six years, how have you seen loyalty shift in our community? Um, <clears throat> he's like, this is live, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Um, Go ahead. I, there is a, I mean, there are obviously some people that are out there that are very loyal. Um, some people that are too loyal. Uh, we're not putting anyone on blast here, just so everyone's yeah. aware. That's not how we're rolling. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. Um, that's a tough question to answer for me. Um, without, but I don't feel like it's not going like there for you, Ken. I, I think I, I think I consider you a very loyal individual, right? Yeah. Uh, to your core, almost. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, not blind law. I'm not blind. You know, I've I've been accused of, uh, you know, having blind loyalty toward KBF and stuff, which it's not even remotely true. Um, Correct. You know, you do good by me, and I'll do good by you. That sort of thing. But I'll support. I'll, we hear all the time: support those that support you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Support people that support you. Support the the industry, the sport. Um, you know, and uh, but I don't know how to answer that question without. <laughs> well, think about it, Harvey. Supporting I, I, those that support you, I, I mean, that's something you guys are seeing at your level too, right? I mean, oh, most definitely. You know, we we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter all the time. We see the returns that we get through social media with the companies that we deal. With. You know, whether it be them sharing one of our videos, whether they're sharing one of the pictures that we took uh, at the last tournament. Uh, those are the, the small things that we see as anglers where the company's helping to, to promote us. That's a big part of the whole package. You know, when, when we partner with a company, we have to see something that says, okay, this, these, these are our guys, you know, without that support from them, we lose out because we're we're constantly y'all guys see it. I, I know that Shay's on on Facebook and stuff as much as I am. Y'all see how much we're we're sharing the content that they provide us. Uh, we, we hope that they're going to do the same for us. And, and it's not just in in the social media side. It's also in catalogs. It's in print. Uh, you know the the last article that I put out that went through Bassmaster. It, it literally got published in, in, I think, what, three or four different uh, newspapers across the country. That's the thing that, that we're able to bring to the table through Bass that uh, spreads our company throughout the nation. So, and it, it's, it's a two-way street. We have to be proactive and help companies provide more content, and they help share our content that, it's a two-way street that works both ways. So do we see open question here for everyone wants to chime in first. So do we see more guys because it is public whenever we see a guy shift companies and go out and we see that, Oh, their potential that, Oh, they chase the check or whatever reason, right? It's easy for us to, to, to just assume that, that, Oh, they chased a check or they went and did this or they went and did that or whatever to benefit them. Like that's a wrong thing. But are are there guys and and again I don't want names guys but are there guys who you know have turned down a check because there was a because it wasn't it didn't line up with what their values were or what they believed or it wasn't a product that they could endorse 
And, and, and do those guys, do they not get the credit because they don't come out because you can't come out as an, as a male or as a, as an angler, as a professional and say, Hey, I took, I didn't take this check. Right. Cause then you get right. Then you get hate for that. Right. So what, what's the, what's the proper way to do it? I think, again, it just all, yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, I, I know a bunch of the guys that turn down checks that there's a lot of money in the world and a lot of people will or want to spend it, you know, and they'll come up and but them out. They turn out money all the time. So it, brand is so big in this. It's just like this conversation we're having right now. We're talking about people's who brands we've diminished our opinions of without any knowledge of what's going on behind the scenes, without a greater understanding of does that angler's child need baby formula? If so, he probably shouldn't be fishing. But at the same time, like, you know, the mortgages do. Is it the right move for them? That's the decision they made. I'm not saying you got to support it. I'm not saying like loyalty. So there are people who married the first girl they ever dated. That's awesome. I'm 33 and single. That obviously didn't happen. Loyalty is a two way street. Like Ken was saying, you can't be blindly loyal. I'm, I, I love loyalty. I'm a very loyal person. There's a lot of loyal people who have been cheated on in relationships. So you just don't really know what that other side of it is. And you, you're not going to get a clear view of what the company's doing. The, the most beautiful sponsorships are what Harvey's talking about with Express Boats, where it is warm and fuzzy and it's family and it's awesome. There, there are deals out there where people have signed a contract and the company will make them so miserable because they can, just like a bad relationship with a significant other. So, you know, I don't know. It's a very broad topic to look at and say that guy's not oil. You know, it's just what kind of sticks, just because I've seen so much darkness behind the scenes and i don't know you know i would love for everybody to be loyal but it's a two-way that's not really that's that's not really you know the world's not really shaped that way right it's not all puppy dogs and roses you know what i mean and you know and, and where where's that line right so if you're if you're loyal to a cause right and that and that cause is trying to is trying to provide for you when you stop trying to to help put food on that plate and you start taking food off of that plate Right? Does do, do do is is the person who built that plate then not supposed to protect that plate when you're trying to take food off of it? Does that make sense? Is that an analogy that that rolls with it? That you that you guys are getting what I'm saying? Bothers me more than is like it's kind of like what you're talking about. Somebody says they use a product and they don't. That drives me nuts. And I saw that a lot too. And I was kind of in the position where I introduced the GoPro to the coverage tournaments, you know, with bass. So all of a sudden, yeah. a little tattletale on the boat that ain't going to lie. And I can't edit it out. I can't do it. I just cut. And so all you, you can't change a lure that they're standing on stage with when that wasn't a lure tied on the boat on the deck on the deck of the boat, right? Yeah, they had to pack out all week. It's a brand new pack in their pocket. That's the only pack they've had in the boat. So that was what was really cool. And to me, that's more like the integrity and the loyalty and all that. People can say anything on Facebook one way or the other or any media platform, and they may look like the loyalist cat out there. But they're not. So I don't know. That that kind of ties into what you're talking about. But it kind of does. But again, the ADD. has that has that shaped the amount of coverage and the amount of live exposure that we're seeing at the levels that we're seeing now? Has that changed the dynamics of what you can get away with or not? Heck yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I mean, you can see it. like it's not hard to tell what a rage trial looks like versus the zoom chunk. You know what I mean? You can see that on the back cast. These kids a screenshot it, freeze frame it. I mean. The stuff matters. Loyalty, like you said, your opinion to somebody matters. So you want to believe in them. 
But all of a sudden, they got to prove it. And, yeah, I mean, definitely, I, there's a lot of guys talking about turning down checks and all that turned down checks since GoPro and Live came out. I guarantee you on account of they knew they couldn't catch them doing it. So what good is the check? It's going to cost some money. You know, that, in, in saying what he just said uh, during that tournament on the Arkansas River, after day two, I can't tell you how many phone calls and text messages that I got. Man, the, the photographer took a picture of the exact bait you were using. Well, you know what? They can't get into the same water that I'm fishing, so I don't really care if they throw the same thing I'm throwing. Uh, and I've made a career off of basically one bait. You know, I do throw other things, but it, it, that was the start of the relationship that I had with that company. They saw that, hey, he really does use exactly what he says he uses. And, and that's how my relationship with Big Bite Bait started. You know, I wasn't out there telling people I was catching them on a rage crawl when I was catching them on a Big Bite Flight Crawl. That's my favorite bait that's ever been made. And, and I've made tons of money on it. And I'm going to continue to throw it as long as they make it. I got you. So, uh, Ken, I mean, do you, do you think Ken getting back into 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 kind of in the in the in the kayak realm a little bit as as this community is growing and we're starting to see these smaller tribes come together, which is perfectly natural. That's human nature. That's 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 how it all. That's how you know. That's how you take you know bigger groups and they grow and break back down into smaller groups. But what's what's I mean, what what do you think is next as far as in this community, Ken? As far as we're seeing bigger paydays. We're seeing bigger presumptions. Are we going to start seeing more com competition for the checks to continue to see that, that, that these guys are seeing in the, in the, in the, in the Marine world? Are we going to start seeing that in the kayak community? Yeah, sure. I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, you've seen it now, you know, um, I mean, from the beginning, I've, for me, I wasn't around in the early days of KBF when, uh, it was a small, tight-knit community. I mean, from from the start, for me, there's always been kind of smaller groups, smaller factions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, there are some of them out there where they, they – I've said it before. They they work as, as teams for the money, you know. I got you. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I, well, yeah, I mean, you guys have, we, we've kind of ran the gamut here tonight. You guys have done a great job. Uh, uh, I mean, Shay, any, any kind of final thoughts, bro, before we start winding this thing down? Well, you know, the most important thing is roll time. And <laughs> I mean, it's just important to get that in there. Cause you know, I'm here in Alabama, got a professional football team. My folks don't think we do, but it's a crimson time. So roll time. And uh, not, you know, there's not a lot of insight, you know, not a lot more sterling words than roll tide. Is anybody not, nobody's actually going to throw out a roll tide on the comments? Wait, <laughs> you know, I'm a diehard roll tide man. I'm right. <laughs> what, what, what's what's go next? Tiger. Uh, go tiger. Well, hey, they 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 crushed every single team that they met this year. I can't say nothing about the about the old Tigers down there. That purple and gold definitely showed up this year. Showed up. I give LSU props. Got the SEC to win. I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, Shay, what what's 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 next on your agenda, man? What 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 do you have coming up? Oh man, work bunch of writing. I mean, I probably I was figuring out the other day. I think I write like. 
12 or 15 articles a month now, which is that's too much. But do a lot of writing. Uh, I got a ABT on Jordan. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be absolutely miserable. There's 225 boats on a lake that's probably built for 115 max tournament. And uh, and it's rolling blood red. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. That's a rolling tide. Um, but yeah. This this weather's going to be interesting. You know, actually, that's something, I, Harvey, I'd love to get your thoughts on, man. The classic coming up in just a couple of weeks. The weather right now in the southeast, bro, is just, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, if I'm being honest. I am so tired and miserable of rain. Uh, looks like we might be losing. Are you still there with us, Harvey? I've lost audio on Harvey. Shay, what do you think this rain's going to do for us uh, on Gunnersville, man, for the Classic? I don't know what it would take to cancel Gunnersville. I mean, they cancel or postpone chick. I mean, I don't see how. I mean, it would take. Postpone the Classic? That's what I'm saying. No, that's, uh, that's one of those uh, things that. Yeah, can you got me now? Harvey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you reboot. I'm gonna let you jump back in, Harvey. I don't. I, I got some kind of weird connection reboot with you there. Um, yeah, no re re rescheduling the classic, dude. All those vendors, all that. I don't, I, dude. I you even said yourself. Do what? So what happens is they just go to another lake. Like I don't know what it would take, uh, conditions wise. No, you said yourself in the article that started this interview. That very rarely do 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 fishing tournaments get canceled, right? But they just did with chicks, so I don't know. Like I'm not saying they're going to move the classic. I'm just saying it's going to be a mess if this rain doesn't let up, and it has no intentions of doing so. so I, like I don't think I don't think Gunnersville has the same flood effects that Chick does. I think Chick's probably more dangerous. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I don't know. Man, I can't imagine it would be a cluster if they did postpone that thing. I got you. I got you. Ken, man, what, what, what's what's next on your agenda, bro? Uh, next week, Santa Cooper. Boom. Coming back down south, getting ready to do a little bit of work down here, come in and get a paycheck, right? Hopefully, hopefully. I've done pretty good the last two years. I got you. Now, Santa Cooper, um, uh, uh, this will be this is your third event in the last three years on Santa Cooper? Yeah, yeah. I've placed 14th the last two times. And so, so I mean, so what's what's your headspace going into Santee Cooper then? It's good. Uh, I'm probably gonna we're gonna pre-fish. Hopefully, we get down there. We'll leave it Thursday night. Get down there Friday morning. Um, pre-fish a couple spots. If that doesn't pan out, we're gonna I'm gonna fish the, the same place I fished last year. I got you. Now, last year the the weather was really bad. The water was really high again last year, right? So you're I mean you're really expecting a lot of probably very similar water conditions to what you guys had last year, right? Yep. Yep. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Harvey, man, we got we got your back now. I think, right? I'm missing audio from Harvey. You guys, yeah, I'm There he goes. We got a little bit of a delay there. Uh, Harvey, man, we're talking about the weather here in yeah, the south. Now, yeah, I got you now. Talking about the weather here in the southeast and and how and how we think it's going to affect the classic. Uh, I mean, what, what do you what do you, what are you thinking okay. about Gutter showing out in a few weeks? Nope, just not getting there. You know, that's going to be a really tough decision uh, for the tournament committee. Uh, I don't know what's going 
Just have a now. That Arkansas internet over there, Harvey. <laughs> I don't call a man out about his Arkansas internet, but uh, we got we got a little bit of lag over there. We'll see if we can. Uh, I don't I don't know what's up. Got me now? Yeah, I got you a little bit there. How's that? Have you got me now? I do. Hello. No, it ain't gonna work for us, Harvey. Okay. How about now? No, every other word, every other word. Um, anyway, so, uh, you know, interesting to see Shay, man, phenomenal job on the article. I appreciate you kind of pointing that out, talking to us a little bit, man. Uh, I think, uh, I think I, I, I'm not giving away no, no, no hints or nothing, but I think I've got you lined up for a, uh, for a Westbrook Wednesday coming up, right? Yep. I do believe so. I do believe so, man. I can't wait to kind of, to kind of peel back the layers of uh of old Shea Baker here and dive in a little bit more, man, and kinda kinda see how your head and heart work and how they work together, bro. It's a mess. Good luck. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Thanks so much for your time tonight, Shea, man. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. Appreciate it. Ken Wood, man, dude. I uh, I appreciate your time tonight, dude. You are a rock star in every capacity. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh Santa Cooper's up next for you. We'll see you there. Are you going uh are you hitting the bass event as well? No, I wish. No, I got you. You got to get home and so and support the fam, right? Taking a couple of days, yeah, in and out, you. in and out. I got you. And then and then of course you'll be at the NC on Gunnersville. Yep, absolutely. I got you, man. I got you. Big things, big things coming. Yep, it's gonna be good. I got you, man. Excited about it, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on with us tonight, Ken. I appreciate your feedback as always, bro. Congratulations once again for your second place finish at the ten this year. Uh, you crushed it, and uh, I, I know that you're. Uh, I know that you're pumped up and fired, ready for this season to get underway and start working your way back into that 10 house for a third year in a row, right? Yeah, looking forward to it. Can't wait, man. I appreciate your time, Ken. All right, man. We'll see you. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, guys. If you guys missed any of the show, uh, you guys can go back in and check it out on the podcast anytime tomorrow. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, here for the weigh-in. And real quick, while the people, we still got a couple of people here on the screen, I want to give you guys a little sneak peek, uh, kind of kind of a little teaser here for tomorrow. If you guys are familiar with me and you're familiar with Westbrook Wednesday, the other podcast live event expo that we do um, tomorrow morning, I will uh, we will launch the uh, season two of, uh, of Westbrook Wednesday. And I'm going to show you guys real quick a little teaser into uh, in tomorrow's giveaway and into tomorrow's uh, interview. So uh, real quick, guys, if you want to take your screenshots, get ready to do it now because. And I uh, just want to make sure you guys check that out. And as always, uh, I'm your host, Scott Butcher, telling you guys to tackle your dreams. Make sure you guys check out FishUSA.com. They are America's Tackle, uh, America's, <laughs> America's Tackle Shop. We'll catch up with you guys next time. See you. Holla. Boom, shakalaka.